Let's pray together. God, we are glad to be here in your house. We are glad for a place of safety and rest, a time of reprieve from the many demands that are swirling around so many of us right now. We are anxious for exams this week. We have to pack up. Many of us have to say goodbye to people who become very important to us. And so we do need you. We need you every hour. And so keep our eyes open this week for how you're going to show up in ways that surprise us and also in the beautiful routine ways of good sleep and good talks with friends and using our intellects to bring you glory. We pray that you will use us this week, Father, to bring joy to our professors and the work that we do for them, that they will see that their labor was not in vain, but that we actually learned some things, and uh, we're grateful for them. And we thank you, Jesus, that uh, it's your redeeming power that animates us to do our work, whatever it is, whether it's as a student right now or maybe on an internship or whatever it is you're calling us to do, that because of your work, because you have gone ahead of us and you have shown us what it means to bring light to dark places, we can do that too. And so remind us that our, even our studies, as burdensome as they may seem sometimes, have as their end goal to bring light to dark places, to bring hope to people who are in despair, to bring life where there is death. So keep that before us. And Holy Spirit, we pray that you will guard us against the many temptations of distraction and just blowing things off, that instead you will help us to be focused and to use our intellect, to use our discipline, to use what you have given us, our artistic gifts, for your glory. So Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we thank you for this year of learning here at Calvin. We thank you for the things learned in the classroom and the things learned on our floors and in our houses the things we have learned about ourselves, things that you have taught us. We thank you that you are the master gardener, that you are always working to provide us with the things that will make us to flourish and bear fruit. Forgive us when we are impatient and we want to bear fruit more quickly. Forgive us when we shy away, when you want to prune or cleanse us. Keep tending us. Master Gardener, so that we can become the people that you need us to be in a world that needs agents of your kingdom of renewal. So we simply pray that you will speak to us tonight through your word and through each other as we give testimony to what you have done. We pray that you will be here in this place, Holy Spirit that you will move in a mighty way in this room and across this campus so that as we give voice to the things that you have done, you will receive all the glory and honor and praise for they are yours now and forevermore. Amen. I invite you to turn to John 15. John 15, page 878 in the Bibles you have around you. Page 878, we'll be reading the first 11 verses. John 15, verses 1 through 11, page 878. Jesus says this, 
I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine grower. He removes every branch in me that bears no fruit. Every branch that bears fruit, he prunes to make it bear more fruit. You have already been cleansed by the word that I have spoken to you. Abide in me as I abide in you. Just as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who abide in me and I in them bear much fruit, because apart from me you can do nothing. Whoever does not abide in me is thrown away like a branch and withers. Such branches are gathered, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask for whatever you wish and it will be done for you. My Father is glorified by this, that you bear much fruit and become my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. I have said these things to you so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. This is the word of the Lord. Now, Jesus gives us a wonderful image here, and it's an image that actually builds on some of the images that we've been looking at in the parables. The image is about um, those who are with Christ and abiding in Him and moving toward Him and seeking after Him and those who are choosing not to. And it's really striking that the same language about those who choose against Him, those who choose not to abide, those who choose not to pursue the kingdom, or in the parables, those who choose not to be ready, those who choose not to use their talents to advance the kingdom, those who choose not to live a life for the least of these. He says those will be gathered, thrown into the fire, and burn. That same kind of language of judgment exists even in this beautiful, par- beautiful passage. There's very much this idea that there are decisions to be made. There are decisions to be made about how we are going to live our lives. And it is our deep hope that together, just as we extend the peace to each other, just as we open our hands and our arms to each other, we open our lives to each other and say, is there something in me that needs to be pruned? Is there a way in my life in which I need to abide in God and I'm not? And some of you this year, you've developed those kinds of friendships, people who will call you out on your stuff. And those are priceless. So even though you may be geographically moving away from each other, if you've got people in your life who help you abide, connect with them, hang on to them. FaceTime with them, Skype them, text them, tweet them. Facebook them. Keep them in your life. Because they will remind you of what's most important. You see, here in John, Jesus is moving toward the cross. He's moving toward the last things that he really wants his disciples to know. And this is the image that he gives them. He says, your father is really like a master gardener. And he's very intentional about the care that he's giving to the vine. He's not just letting you go off. Every time you sprout a new little leaf, he's like, woo, look at that. 
And every time there's something that's coming up where he's like, oh, that's not good. We got to deal with that. He prunes it. Or he cleanses it, which uh, you'll see in the little footnote that in the Greek, there, there are similar root words, root word, pun. There, there are similar, uh, it's the idea that, that the vine dresser is very attentive to every little part of the plant, that, that there's this sense that after you prune something, after something is gone, you may also need to wash it clean. Like, uh, if you happen to fall on your longboard, right, happens to some people, out my window. Um, <laughs> if you happen to fall on your longboard and you scrape, like, you know often you need to, like, wash, right? But that hurts, right? The sting, right? The, like, <sighs> That's the idea of, of when he's talking here about he's cleansing and pruning. There's this idea where there's got to be just, there may be a little bit of pain in order to get to the point where the vine can most flourish. And even though we know that, like, even, even when you fall, you scrape, or, you, you know, you, you got to do the cleaning, and you're just like, I know I'm supposed to do this, but ow, 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 ow. Like, sometimes we'll make somebody else do it. Like, you do it, you do it, I don't want to do it. Because there's this pain, and we just don't want to face it. And the same thing happens in our lives, where there can be crap in our lives, and we're like, I don't want to deal with this, I don't want to deal with this. And God's like, I will deal with this. And we're like, oh. Because then he gets in there and he gets busy and he's doing some scrubbing. Because anything that is in you that does not lead to your flourishing, that does not lead to your bearing of fruit, anything in you that does not allow you to abide fully in him, he wants that gone from your life. But he's, he's not ruthless, he's tender. There's this idea of he very much wants the best for you. He wants your roots to go down deep. He wants your vines to multiply. He wants you to bear fruit, fruit that will last. It's such a great image. And it shows the tenderness of a God who loves deeply and watches over carefully. That's your God. That's my God. And so the parts in your life this year when you thought, I don't think God is paying attention to this. I don't think God is caring very much about that. I really wish God would help me out on this. And because there was pain involved in those things, we made the assumption that God wasn't in it. But the truth may be that's exactly where God was. And the pain may actually, eventually, someday, through his mercy, result in growth we had not expected. So what's God been up to in your life this year? Where has he invited you to abide? Maybe the Sabbath study and the conversations and the discipline around Sabbath really invited you to abide with God in new ways, ways you hadn't thought of before, and you think, this is, this is a big takeaway from the year for me that I learned how to abide in Sabbath rest in ways that I didn't know before. I knew how to abide in the Word or in prayer or with others in a way that I hadn't before. 
And maybe there had been, there's been some pruning where it's like, hey, God had this thing and he knew it in my life that I had to get rid of and he just, God pruned this out of my life. Thanks be to God. God cleansed me from some filth that I couldn't take care of on my own. Thanks be to God. God nourished me in ways that I desperately needed. Thanks be to God. So how has God this year been your master gardener? How has he tended you? You're going to have the opportunity to write it down. We're going to pass the baskets with these little leaves and pens and just write. You don't have a lot of room. It's a leaf. God pruned, cleansed, taught me helped me abide, invited me. Finish the sentence. You can use both sides. And then if you want, you can come to the microphone and read it aloud. And then in these little blue bowls, there are paper clips. And you can take the paper clip and hook it on your leaf. And then you can do one of two things. You can either like paper clip it onto the fabric, like that, or you can kind of um, peel it out and make the stabby part. Ooh, leaf. <laughs> but then the paper clip can like go through this. There's also um, rope here that you can like hook it on, or like a Christmas ornament. Okay. And if you're if you're like, yep, I have a testimony. I think it's pretty great. Don't want to say it out loud. Uh, then you can come up the middle aisle. Okay. No microphone here. Come up the middle aisle, you can take the paper clips out of the bowl that's here and do it here, all right? So I'm going to pray, and then um, our worship apprentices are going to hand out the baskets. So you can take a pen, a paper clip, and a leaf, write it down, and then when you're ready, come up to the microphone or simply come up to the middle, read your piece. Oh, they're not handing out the paper clips. Pens and leaves are handing out. Come up, take a paper clip, and then... Hang it on the tree as a testimony of what God has been doing. And um, we're going to take a little time, so write what you need to write. And if the, uh, the lines for speaking are long and you just want to wait, that's fine. Or if the lines for speaking are short but you still don't want to speak, that's fine. You can still go here. All right? We're going to let the Spirit lead. So if there's something that you need to say out loud, then may God give you the courage to do it. And if after the service you think, I really want to take my leaf with me, because it's that important, you can go back and get your leaf. That's okay. All right? Let's pray. God, we thank you that you indeed are tender. You watch us. You prune us. You cleanse us. You long for us to abide in you and with you. Thank you for this year where you have not given up on us, where you have not turned away, but you have tended and tended and tended to us so that in our growing we would bear more fruit. And so, Lord, we pray now that you will bring to our minds 
exactly what it is that we need to remember from this year. Exactly the thing that you have been trying to show us or teach us or reveal to us over this year. And it could be that something that we say is exactly what someone else needs to hear. So Lord, we pray not only that our testimonies remind us of what you have done, but that they may also give hope to everybody here who so longs for you to do something that you're not already doing. And so Lord, embolden us tonight to speak of who you are and what you have done. And we pray this through Jesus. Amen.
has taught me to rely on his strength, and also what a joy it is to be still and rest in his presence. God has gifted me with a voice of gratitude. He taught me to appreciate the things others do for me, and he taught me to tell them how much I appreciate them. God has helped me this year to view the world around me through the eyes of Jesus. unconditional love, all-encompassing grace, specifically God's love for me, from that love to love myself, and from that love, the overflowing of that love to love others. And then God has been and is pruning in my life pride, porn, and prejudice, specifically by instilling habits in me to basically draw me away from those things and situations that would cause me to fall into those sins. semester I feel like I've been um, really in a series in a season of pruning and um, yeah I think God's just been like taking bit by bit things out of my life that I've really been relying on more than him um, and not all of those things were inherently bad I don't think but I was putting them in a place that they shouldn't be and um, so now I'm at the place where I'm really empty and I don't have anything to turn to at all um, except for him. And I guess that's the point of this whole pruning process. So um, it's really hard and it's painful, but I'm growing, I guess. <laughs> so. This year, God has blessed me with relationships and people that walked beside me during my lowest lows and also my highest highs. Um, this year, God has taught me what friendship and family look like in a body of believers, and also that God is enough and always will be enough. God has been teaching me to have respectable, respectful fear of him. 
It also has provided me many good relationships this year. Through them, I could grow more in faith and loving and serving each other, also to be abiding in God and also to be abiding in the Calvin community as well. God taught me and is teaching me about commitment. Through the dedication of those working at Association for a More Just Society in Honduras for the corruption there, and through my grandpa doing things for others until the last week of his life in January. God has begun to prune my belief and my desire to be independent. Um, I've realized that I rely on many people and I'm so glad that they're in my life and most importantly that I'm not my own, but belong to Christ. God, you have shown me that no matter the grief, pain, sorrow, stress, or anger, you are there for me, with an outstretched arm for me to take hold of, a shoulder for me to cry on, and a back for me to fall on. He will never let me be on my own, but, I will always, but he will always provide for me, even in ways I wouldn't even consider would be his glory, through a friend, a smile, or even the morning sun. Thank you, God. Throughout this year, God has showed me lots of different parts of myself that are really just full, were full of fear and uh, of envy. Um, but um, just so that I could fully appreciate the joy of being content in Him. This year, God has strengthened me with rest to face each day one at a time and to overcome the stress that so often seems to consume my life. This year, um, God has taught me that he is the master builder and that I am one, just one, worker, um, that he sees the big picture, that I play a small part in it. Um, and in, in learning that, have learned to wait on him, to listen to him better, to listen to others better, and to live more and more in dependence total dependence on God. God has taught me to abide in his presence each day. God is teaching me that it's okay to be myself because that's the way he made me. God has taught me that he does his best work outside of my comfort zone. This year, God has taught me to trust him with the lives of others and not just mine, particularly with my fiance who's overseas serving our country. This year, God has taught me that forgiveness feels better than bitterness. 
has been teaching me that I need to begin depending on him more because he can handle my problems so much better than I can. God has taught me that even when I feel inadequate, his grace surrounds me and is sufficient for me. God is continually inviting me into humility. I started this year out with my own plans and ideals. The Lord showed me he had different but significantly better ones. God continues to be faithful. He has shown me that reconciliation is the cleansing that hurts deep, but heals deeper. God has cleansed me of unevenly yoked relationships and challenged me to develop my gifts and talents in other parts of the world. God has shown me that uh, I'm not the savior of my friends, he is. God is showing me that quiet, se quiet seasons are good seasons too. been pruning away lines of self-worthlessness and teaching me to abide in the truth of my identity in Christ. Because I often neglected him and forgot about him, God has been teaching me how much I need him and how utterly lost I am without him. My Lord cared for me as he provided and was himself my daily bread. God has taught me to love him as a child, to receive first, to be held in pain, and to love him back the best that I can, fearlessly and honestly.
God has shown me this year that he moves most in my weakness. This has been a season of pruning for me, for sure. Uh, but the thing that seems most important right now is that God has taught me to abide in his blessings and let go of trying to control my life and make it into what I think is perfect. God has been tending a spirit of patience within me, patience in and trust in knowing he will provide for my future in an amazing way. God has prepared me for a beautiful but scary future by showing me just how hard it's going to be, but also just how rewarding a partnership with the all-powerful God is. unexpected disappointments this year, God showed me that true fulfillment comes not through seeking my own happiness, but by seeking his kingdom. Showed me to not let the days go by unsaid, but to take risks. Um, I was reminded that uh, God is the center of my life. Despite many of the difficulties that I've experienced over the past school year, um, He's never left my side. He's always been there for me. God has been teaching me that it's okay to be unhappy with the world, but only if that makes me do something about it. God's given me a lot of really good thoughts that shouldn't happen in my head, which has been really cool. Um, despite being, despite overworking myself, um, which has shown me that I could have a much fuller life if I make better decisions. This year, God has shown me what it means to be in a committed relationship with him and learning what it means to truly love others by his grace. God has shown me that he is faithful and that he knows what he's doing all the time. And he's also shown me that family and home is not limited to blood relationships only, but that our family is in the body of Christ. God has taught me how to be generous with my time and money and let him be in control. 
God has been teaching me to be vulnerable with my friends and relationships and to trust not only in Him, but in those around me. As I look forward with uncertainty, God has reminded me that He remains the same. As well as many things in this world are temporal, but also many things are eternal. God has proved an area of sin in my life that I hadn't thought was possible. God has shown me how much pruning is left. Thankfully, he is faithful. God has been teaching me what the body of Christ uh, truly is and what it looks like and how it grows. through some hard times, but also goodness in unexpected places, that his plan is much greater than mine. God has been growing faith in me by showing me that the world is so much bigger and hurting so much more than I can see, but that he has every part of it in his hands. So I need to feel that hurt and see it, but I don't need to fear it. God has shown me that being compassionate can be an often long and unrewarding road, but it doesn't go without making an impact on people's lives. God has shown me how much difference one light can make in the middle of darkness. This year, God has been teaching me about beloved community and inviting me into fullness of life.
showed me wholeheartedly that I'm not my own, but belong by soul to Jesus Christ. our lives in gratitude for all that you have done and in trust for all that you are doing and with the grand hope for all that you will yet do we give you all the praise and thanks now and forever amen <laughs>